0: Hey, I'm Bob Uncle. and for as long as I can remember, I've loved pop culture. Despite the challenges I've faced in my life, pop culture has always been there for me. I love talking to people and being a platform for others to share their thoughts, stories. Because if there's one thing I never get tired of, it's being driven, talented, and inspiring individuals follow their dreams no matter what obstacles are in their way and i know a thing or two about that welcome to the dj bob show i'm dj bob roll it the dj bob show pop culture past and present now here's your host dj bob Okay, a couple things at the top before we start this interview. I'm DJ Bob. Welcome to the show. How are you? In this episode, we are joined by Nikki Lopez, co-creator and executive producer of the new Nick Jr. Nickelodeon show for preschoolers, Santiago of the Seas. We talk with her about creating the show, casting the kids, cultural representation, and so much more in this short time. I hope you enjoy it. Now, note, this episode was recorded on the wrong microphone. I'm aware it sounded different. There were some technical issues right before we started, but please don't let that distract you from the amazing anecdotes shared in this interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. And make sure you catch Santiago of the Seas premiering on Nickelodeon today at 12.30 p.m. Eastern and Pacific Time, on Nickelodeon. Enjoy the episode.
1: How are you?
0: Good. I feel I I feel like we know each other. We're like Instagram buddies.
1: <laughs> yes, we're Instagram buddies. I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So, I'm so excited about this show. And I, I'm so excited to talk to you about it.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you more about it.
0: So this is is not your first project with Nickelodeon. Do you want to talk about your relationship with the company and how you finally got to this show?
1: Of course. Um, So I started off at Nickelodeon um, about 10 years ago as an intern. Um, and my first production, uh, that I worked on was Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness. So right after my internship ended, I was super lucky to, to get hired as a production assistant. And that I felt was the most incredible school of of animation that I could get because I was surrounded by so many talented people. And not only that, they were all so nice and accessible, um, and they gave me really good, um, uh, Advice on like next steps for my career path. So, eventually, after two years, um, I I went on to work as a a color designer or a painter on uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Then, after Fairly Odd Parents, it was Harvey Beaks, which was such a great show. Um, and then uh, I went on to Glitch Tech, uh, and then I got Santiago. So <laughs> it's been a marathon, but a but a fun one nonetheless.
0: So was it difficult kind of transitioning to pre- preschool and curriculum and all that stuff? Because those shows really didn't have that.
1: Right, yeah. It it actually, it, it, it was a little bit intimidating at first because prior to Santiago, all of the other shows that I've worked on were for an older audience. Um, and I, I suppose that the, the plus with Santiago is that even though there is a curriculum implemented, it is very much high energy and exciting and it's a little bit more adventurous. So certain risks that were appropriate for, you know, the preschool demographic were, were taken. Um, but uh, luckily, the studio does a great job of uh, pairing up creators with consultants and university professors and executives to make sure that. That, you know we're checking all the boxes to to make sure that the show delivers uh, in its message and its curriculum.
0: Because you know curriculum in a kids show is a very important thing. Like you don't want to make it seem like a, almost another character in the show. To where it's you can kind of tell when it's coming. It's kind of so that the child doesn't know that they're learning. And I think. That a good part of Santiago.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel like we we did it in a way. I'm hopeful, at least, that it it appears that way. That and we did it in a way that felt very very natural and and organic. Um, what through through how Spanish is used, um, highlighting bilingualism, where where it's all the characters that switch between English and Spanish, and then where they live, it's it's a, it's a fantastical world that's very much based on, on Latin Caribbean culture. So, you know, hoping that when little kids see that, you know, they're, they're, they're learning from that culture. And not only that, but Santiago is, is a good pirate and he goes out and, and tries to help out. Um, so we're also, trying to teach kids pro-civic behavior which, and, and kindness which I feel is so important nowadays
0: <laughs> More than ever I think.
1: That's very true Yeah.
0: So can you give us a brief kind of premise of what Santiago's about for our audience?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course So, um, Santiago uh, he's, he's the main character and he's this eight-year-old, island dwelling boy um, who has uh, kind of like the heart of gold and he, he loves adventure. He also has this little uh, pet cookie frog whose name is Pico and he likes to live on top of his bundle of hair. Um, and uh, Santiago and Pico hang out with Tomás, who's Santiago's uh, cousin. He plays a guitar and he's, he's really silly. He, he sometimes is a little bit more nervous when they go on adventures but, you know, He packed along nonetheless. Um, And then there's Lorelai who she's so cool. She is this mermaid that has a magical pearl bracelet and she can transform from mermaid to pirate girl. So generally they're, they're out and about the Island, whether, whether they're relaxing and having fun. And then all of a sudden, you know, Santiago has this magical compass that, that he found from, from his hero, Captain Calavera, And it, it usually lights up and tells them, like "Oh, there's trouble in this part of the island or in some distant land, and they transform into pirate protectors and Santiago can summon from the seas the legendary pirate ship El Bravo, and sail towards where trouble is so they can so they can save the day <laughs>
0: and what i've always what I've noticed about the show is that kids. Are playing kicks and that's happened that's happening more often than not, so what was it like finding your cast of kicks
1: i I mean I feel we were we were pretty pretty lucky for for me i I wanted to to make sure that in terms of of, of the the voice quality and the accents it, it felt as authentic as possible so um the my my two partners um Valerie Walsh Valdez and Leslie Valdez, they're over in New York. So I flew to New York during casting and we had auditions and wow, there were so many fantastic candidates that came through. But you know, when when Kevin Chacong stepped up to audition for Santiago, he he really embodied Santiago not only not only look wise, but but he was just such a genuine and kind kid that, you know, to us to us three it was like He's 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 our he's our hero, <laughs> and then there were there were other people like Alyssa plays lorelei she and, she and of course being a mermaid, you know, she she has to have the ability to sing. And my goodness, Alyssa is not only a wonderful actor, she's so sweet, but she can sing like no other. She's she's got a bright future ahead of her. And Justin Justice to play Samantha is so so cute. Uh, uh very witty too, so he he also was like an easy choice for some of us. And then we got all our baddies and they've all been terrific, like um Kendra who plays on his and Hunter who plays Enrique Real de Palacio.
0: I mean, you got John Le so
1: and there's <laughs> I was trying to focus on the kids, but uh yeah. <laughs> That was amazing when we when we heard that John Leguizamo was interested in working with us. It was like, oh my god, I'm not worthy. <laughs> but how cool! I mean, it's a humbling experience.
0: <laughs> how do you feel like cultural representation is important on children's television?
1: I mean, I think I had such a fantastic example. I can, I can, I can speak to it from two angles. From the angle that myself, uh, having been born and raised in Puerto Rico, and when I watched TV, what, like cartoons, when I was little, like I, I never identified myself uh, as a particular character. Whenever I would see characters on television, you know, they looked more fair skin and they were blonde, and I was like, well, I guess I can't be the hero because I don't look like that. Um, and then. Once we did research with Santiago and we showed episodes to, to little kids, um, our consultants spoke separately with it to each kid, and, and a lot of them would say, I like Santiago because his skin is like mine and his hair is like mine and he talks like me. Um, and that's huge. I mean, what a, what a wonderful boost of confidence. And how empowering is it for little kids to see themselves on, on television to prove to them like yes, you you are the hero too.
0: And I I I love that. So earlier on you talked about the magical compass. What would be your equivalent to that? What is something that you always have to have nearby that helps you?
1: Oh <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> um so I I have um, I have two things that I always have nearby for, for I feel like for good luck um, or at least to make me feel like more in control. Uh, my my grandpa who passed away a couple of years ago he loved to collect like uh, little little statues of of owls and I always I have one actually right next to me so I have a little owl that used to belong to him and that's kind of I have it there like to always watch after me and then I have um, Uh, this ring that, that I bought in, in New Orleans, in New Orleans. And I, I always feel like it brings me a lot of positive energy. So (laughs) those are like my two magical compass equivalent items that I have close by.
0: Like everybody has that one item that would be that for them. Like I just, I have pictures from my childhood that I always hold close and nearby. So everybody has that thing. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you hope people? What do you hope the preschool audience and kids get heart get from this show?
1: I hope that when kids see this show, not only do they do they feel represented by how diverse the cast is, but I also um, hope that uh, that they see that kindness is is a strength and not a weakness that they they look after each other and and take care of their communities that they desire to to do good because good is is always needed in the world
0: totally and just before we wrap up when can people check out the show when when this episode when this conversation airs it will be on in like a few hours so today
1: Yep. So uh it will it will air October ninth and I believe the time will be at twelve thirty. But make sure to, to check on, on, on your T V guy <laughs> or whatever programming schedule you have available so so you can tune in and, and join the adventure. Thank you so much. Oh thank you. It was so nice talking to you. I'm I'm so glad this happened. Me too.
0: The DJ Bob Show, pop culture, past and present.